here is a sermon that was preached by Pastor Ballin in one of the Sunday morning services. As we see that in the picture, we see God's sovereignty, sovereignty, God holding the globe in his hands. And we also see man has given a free will of choosing what he wants to choose. And this morning we are going to spend a few minutes, a little bit on this, on this uh, in, uh, entirely on this topic and a little bit kind of study as well as a sermon. And this is what we are trying to cover this morning. We are going to talk about the sovereignty of God. We are also going to talk about man's free will. And we are going to talk about the choices that we see today in front of us. And we are also trying to understand how do we make the right choice. You know, most of the time we struggle through it. In my life and all of our lives, we struggle through of what do we select? There are many options in front of us. And what God expects me to select? Which option is more suitable for my life? And which option is more appropriate for my future? You know, many times we come across this situation and we struggle over it. And this morning I ask that God may give us a little more clarity in those areas. Again, my servant is going to be backed up by the word of God, nothing else. So we need to just, you know, flip the pages uh, here and there and we read a couple of scriptures. Let's talk about the sovereignty of God. Sovereignty, the dictionary meaning of sovereignty is authoritative, powerful, almighty, one who is in control of everything. That means, that, 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 that's what is sovereignty. And we are talking about our God is a sovereign God. You know, even though if you read King James, you are, if you are a King James person, if you flip through the pages of King James, you don't come across the word sovereignty, not even once in the word of God. But it's an NIV version of Lord God in the King James is what is, is used as sovereign God. But not because of what anybody says, but you know, the, the, the meaning of the term sovereign that cannot be given to anybody else on this earth, that cannot be given to a, a priest or a saint or a guru. Sovereignty is only our God is the sovereign God. And this morning we are trying to understand how sovereign our God is. You know, I don't think we have a doubt that we have only one true God who is absolutely sovereign. Our God the Father, the Elohim, Yehovah is the God Almighty, the sovereign God we are talking about. You know, He is the creator of living things that we see today and the non-living things that we see today in this world. There is no doubt about it. He is the creator. Let's turn, to, turn our Bibles to Colossians chapter 1, verse 16 says, Colossians Chapter 1, verse 16. If you can read, if you get onto that scripture, please read for me. Colossians chapter 1, verse 16. Scripture says, For by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through him and for him. You know, sometimes our children come across a question, who created this world? You know, because they hear so many stories in the school, stories in the school saying that this world came from a big bang explosion or this world came from something else. And today, all that we, all the human beings we see today, they all came from apes or monkeys. You know, these kind of stories we hear our children and they come back to you and ask you, Dad, Mom, tell me who created. Don't lie and tell me the truth. Who created this world? 
We all take them to Genesis, the book of Genesis, and read the Genesis chapter 1 for them and to make sure, you know, they understand who created, who is the creator. And here we read another scripture in, first, in Colossians chapter 1, 16. For by him, all things were created. We are talking about a sovereign God. You know, when you go around and see the nature, you will come to a realization, nature cannot just come by itself. It's mighty. Look at the ocean. It's just mighty. Once you get onto the ocean, you don't know where you are. You just lose your direction. It's mighty. And look at the way the God created the sea creatures. You know, they are just awesome. They are powerful. You know, they have their own life. You know, in, in, in remote places. You know, in, in, in the islands and in, in, the, in the ocean. How mighty and awesome our God is. We are talking about our sovereign God who created everything by his word. And God spoke and things came into existence. God spoke and man became a living being. God breathed life into his nostrils. You know what a mighty God our God is. We are talking about the sovereignty of God. Scripture also says in Hebrew 4.13, there is nothing hidden in his eyes. There is nothing hidden in God's eyes. You know, his eyes are moving to and fro over our lives to see if there is anyone who is faithful to God, to see if there is anyone who is fearful to God. And now we are talking about our sovereign God whose eyes are upon every one of us, who knows what we go through. Not only the good times, even the bad times are known to our God. You know, at times we question God. We, at times we are so worried. Lord, don't you know what I'm going through in my life? Lord, don't you realize the kind of dilemma that I am in today? Lord, don't you know the kind of life that I have in, on this earth, Lord? It's all messed up, Lord. But you know, today morning I'm here to tell you that our God is a sovereign God. There is nothing hidden in his, from his eyes. He knows your good times and your bad times this morning I just want to add a couple of more things to the sovereignty of our God there is nothing can exist outside God everything is within God not only people of God even the wicked people even people who rise against our Lord God they are within God they are under the control of all God Almighty forget people what about Satan even Satan is under the control of our Lord God. Because our God is sovereign. Satan has, Satan has authority over certain things. Satan has been given a lifespan that he can work among humans. But then he will going to be shut down. And he is going to be eternally thrown into the hell. You know, God has complete control over our lives. This morning, I just want to nail down this fact that God is a sovereign God. Let's never forget. Some of us may be going through difficult moments. In the future, you may be taken into the pit of hell at some point of time. But this morning, God wants you to realize, never forget that the sovereignty of God. Never forget the sovereignty of God. He is an amazing God. He is a mighty and sovereign God. This morning, we are talking about the sovereignty of God. The question that you and I have, you may say that, Pastor, you are telling that God is sovereign. God is in control of everything. But why such things are happening in my life? Why such things are not happening, not going good in my life? Now, I just want to, you know, take your attention to a couple of scriptures in the word of God as we see them here on the screen. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9 says, 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, 
not willing that any should perish. Listen to this. Not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. What is the will of God? Nothing should, none of us should perish. All should come to repentance. That is the sovereign will of God concerning mankind. Now the question is, if God is sovereign, why it is not happening? Why it is not happening? It is the will of God that everybody should get saved. But then why people are perishing? People are dying even before they receive the precious salvation. You know, that may be a question to you and me. Jesus also spoke in Matthew chapter 7. Enter by the narrow gate. Broader is the gate. Or wide is the gate. And broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go by it. Many people who go by the destruction, the path of destruction, only very few will try to enter into the narrow, through the narrow gate. If God is sovereign, if his will is to save everybody, why it is not happening? Why many people are growing, going through the broader way? You know, that may be the question. You know, sometimes we come across a question saying that, you know, a couple of questions we people ask. If God knew very well that Adam is going to sin, Pray God allowed Adam to, Eve to sin and Adam to sin. If God knew that Cain is going to kill Abel, God could have saved Abel because see, he was just a gentle spirit. You know, he was a very humble man. He brought his best to the altar. What is the result? He got killed. He got killed. If God is sovereign God, why he cannot save people? Look at the innocents, they are dying in the hospital. Look at the unborn babies, those who are dying. If God is sovereign, why God cannot save? We are talking about the sovereignty of God. And we are also talking about man's free will. Man's free will. You know, today when we come to these two topics, you know, people have different opinion about sovereignty of God. And people have different opinion about the free will of man. But this morning, I'm just going to combine them together and we are going to study this in the perspective of the word of God to find out where, what, what is God's sovereignty and what is really the free will of men. Let's turn to what Jesus said, John chapter, John, so John chapter 6, verse 44. Jesus spoke an amazing truth here in John 6, 44. Jesus says, no one, no one come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him. Listen to this. You have that in the screen too. No one come to me unless the father who sent me draws him. If somebody has to get saved, God has to draw them to him. In John chapter 15 verse 16, Jesus also said, you did not choose me, but I chose you and I appointed you. You know, there is nothing that we have done for to be saved. Scripture says, I called you and my father draws you to him. And Jesus said, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you. You know, some of us sitting here, I just want you to think about your past. You know, some of us would have had a tough past. Just want you to think about that for a moment. Have you ever thought that you will come to Lord Jesus Christ? Have you ever thought you will walk in love with him on this earth? Have you ever thought of that in your lifetime? He did not choose us. We did not choose ourselves. He chose us. 
We did not decide that we will follow Jesus, but he did that. That's what Jesus said. We are talking about the sovereignty of God. You know, today, the grace of God is such that there is nothing you and I can do to be saved. That is the grace of God. We cannot save ourselves. We cannot save somebody else. It is just the grace of God. The grace that we see at the cross. The grace we see as the Father even couldn't look at the Son as the, as the entire sin of this world was cast upon His Son. And He was just handling it. That's where the grace started. And that grace touched our lives. It's still touching people's life. Because the Word of God says salvation is from the Lord. Jonah chapter 2 verse 9 says salvation is from the Lord. There is nothing that we cannot save ourselves. We cannot save someone else. And when we talk about this grace of God, we also talk about the sovereignty and the grace of God. We also realize the free will that God has given to man. Scripture says in John 3.19, Men of this world desire to live in darkness. They love darkness more than light. Because they want to be in the darkness so that their deeds will not be exposed. We are talking about the free will that God has given to man. Man decides to live in darkness. The grace of God is upon everybody. The sovereignty and the free will that God has given has decided. We will decide whether someone is going to accept Lord Jesus or someone is going to reject Lord Jesus Christ. God's sovereignty is gracious. But man has a free will to accept or to reject Jesus Christ. We are talking about the sovereignty of God. We are talking about the free will that God has given to us. You know, that's the reason. Even though it is a desire of God that all should come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. The reason why all are not coming, God has given us free will to choose what is good, what is bad. In the Garden of Eden, when God created mankind, he spoke to Adam and said, you can eat the fruit of all the trees except that one tree. Except that one tree. And when he went, when he went and picked up the fruit, God did not stop her from doing it. Why? Just simply because it is a free will that God has given to us. When Noah came out of his flood, that's what God spoke to Noah, said that you go and multiply. You control over everything. God has given us the ability to control, to tame everything that we see today, all the creations of God. God is sovereign, but we cannot forget the fact that there is man's free will. You know, God has given us freedom to choose. And I'm just kind of coming to the main part of my sermon this morning. Man has given an authority to conduct his life on this earth. You know, we are free to choose what we want. You know, think about the options that are in front of you today. Just one for a moment. Just think about those options in front of you. Today morning when we decide to come to church, you decide to come to church or God pushed you into inside the church. You decided, we decided to come to church. There are a couple of options today we see around we know we can come to this church or we can go to another church. We are about, probably we don't need to go to church. We can go outside and have a good day outside our church. It's all up to us. It's all given to us. You know, we cannot today blame God saying that, Lord, you said that, Lord, you will do it. 
Why is that? You know, some of the prophecies which are spoken in our lives, it does not come true. You know, a couple of us are very good in listening prophecies. It's good to listen prophecies. But I prefer, I prefer to listen to this book than prophets. I honor prophets. God is giving the gifts to us too. The gift of prophecy. But the word of God which is spoken by Lord God is much more precious than those prophecies. You know, some of the prophecies which are spoken in our lives has not come true yet. You know, at times we get into the mode of saying that, oh, this prophet is not right. That prophet is not right. He doesn't know. He doesn't receive it from God. Maybe he is telling it by his own. You know, God is with the sovereign authority. He wants to do certain things in our lives. But still God has given us free will. When we align our lives according to the prophecy, we will see things come into existence. Will happen. If we don't align our lives to those prophecies, those prophecies are not going to come true in our lives. You know, that's how prophecy works. God has his part to do. And we as human, we have our part to do. You know, scripture putting us, is really putting us behind the wheels and asking us to drive our life. Who is the driver of our life? You know, we do all do one mistake as we, you know, lead people to Christ. We say that from today onwards, Lord Jesus is going to be your Lord and he is going to be the driver of your life. You can do whatever you want. You know, that's not the real teaching. The real teaching is you accept Lord Jesus Christ into your life and he gives the handle in your hand and you need to turn the wheel in the direction. You take help from God. You wait in his presence and receive strength from God. You learn the word of God and you get the direction, which direction to turn. But who is the driver of our lives? We are the driver of our lives because God has given us free will. He's a sovereign God, but we are responsible for our action. You know, that's what I'm driving today morning sermon too. You know, what we sow is what we reap. That's scriptural. What we sow is what if we sow wheat. I don't think we can, we can, we can reap corn. No, it, it's not going to happen. You buy a plant from, you know, from, from, the, from, from the nursery and you just bring it home thinking that you are going to get a particular flower and it's going to give just only that. What we sow is what we reap. We are responsible for our action. I'll give you one example. The book of Jeremiah, chapter 29. Verse 11 says, God has a plan for you. A plan to prosper you. Not to harm you. A plan, a hope to give you a blessed future. You know, we hold that scripture and pray. But God doesn't walk us, doesn't make us walk in that path. We need to walk in that path to receive that blessing. We need to walk in that path to receive that blessing. We believe that word of God and we know that God has promised, but it is our life. We need to lead that life. We can't expect God to do miracles on your way. We can't expect God to do magic on your way, turn situations all around. We need to work. We need to pray to God. We need to ask God to do it. And we need to take a step of faith and move in the direction where God wants us to do. You know, some of us, God has spoken to us very clearly to do certain things for God, to move in the direction in the ministry. And you know, you know, in various ways in your personal life, to set things in right, in order, God has spoken to us. And God is not going to do it. 
if your basement is messed up, we can't expect you know, your neighbor to come and clean up your basement. We need to clean up your basement. It's as simple as that. If our life is messed up, God messed up, God's promises are not going to come true. We need to move in the direction. We need to understand the word of God and make sure that comes true in our lives. Because you are the controller of your life. Man's free will. I want to talk about a couple of choices that we have in, around us today. I want to start from Abraham. Think about Abraham. And it's very practical. Think about Abraham. God said, you take your son, only son, and go to Mount Moriah and sacrifice him for me. And how many choices he had, Abraham had. Abraham would have said, Lord, it is your son. Lord, you gave, it to me. you gave him to me. How can you expect me to sacrifice him? And Abraham said, Lord, I'm already aged. I don't think I'm going to get another son. Lord, I don't want to sacrifice it. Probably Abraham said, Lord, it's not your voice. I think I'm hearing somebody else's voice. It's not God. It's not God. Abraham had a couple of choices in front of him. But he chose what is right. How, do he, how does he know? He knows the voice of the Lord. Think about Joseph. Joseph was thrown into the pit. And now Joseph is a man of God. He is well to do. You know, there are famine everywhere. But even his brothers are, you know, searching for food. And they came to Joseph. Joseph had a choice in front of him. He could have told, these are the guys they were trying to kill me. Put them in the prison. Put them into the prison. Or don't feed them, send them away. Joseph had a choice. Many choices. Samson, think about Samson. You know, God has anointed him. God has given him power to do the work of God. God had many couple of plans about Samson. He could not accomplish all his plans because he decided to give his life to the last. For last. Judas, he chose to betray our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Think about the two thieves at the cross. One on the right, one on the left. There are many choices. One said, curse him and give your life. Let your life go. Curse him. And the other said, Lord, just remember me. Remember me, save me. You know, there are choices around us today. This morning we are talking about the sovereignty of God and the free will of God. And we are talking about the couple of choices that you and I see today. Just want to talk about a little bit, you know, more into this this morning. Following God, turning away from God is our choice. It's my choice whether I want to follow God. I want to turn away from God. You know, this morning, just make it clear. Do not blame God. God is sovereign. God has given us all the ability. God has brought us to a nation. God has given us this church. All the setup. Following God is my choice. I decide whether I want to follow or not. Serving God or not serving God is my choice. It's purely my choice. It's same with you. Same with each and every one of us this morning. You know, serving God or not serving God is our own choice. God cannot do anything there. God cannot push us into that stage and say, son, go and preach. God cannot do it. When you get out, when we get out, and when we see, when we work, when we start doing, we will see the blessing. I don't want to quote any, any preachers or any, any, uh, messenger, any evangelists, but I want to just mention a couple of people. Today, God is using in a mighty way. They are not in stages like, you know, many great evangelists and preachers and the miracle workers. They are on the, in the street. They are in the street. 
They're on the street doing the work of God in a mighty and powerful way. I don't want to say any names. There are ministers of God. God brought them out of, you know, out of very, very dangerous situation. They were, and they, were, they were part of the gang or they were part of, you know, the drug addicts. God brought them out. God saved them. God anointed them and God sent them back to the same group where they came from. You know, in those streets, they go and preach the gospel and they lay hands on the sick in the street and they pray, God delivers them. God delivers them. You know, it is up to you and me whether we want to do or not. You know, we can say many excuses. The church is comfortable. Just want to sit in the church and I want to worship the Lord. It is up to us. Sometimes we decide, okay, I send my tithe. Sunday morning, I come to church. That's enough. It is our choice. Purely it is our choice. God is not going to do anything for that. You know, being available for God, not being available for God, living holy and pure, or maybe continue to live in the sin. It is purely our choice. But when we decide to do the things of God, God gives us grace and God gives us help. You know, sometimes we try to be selfish. It's a choice again. It's a choice again. Sometimes you decide to be sacrificial in your giving, in making your time available for others, doing the work of God, sacrificial. It is purely a choice. It is purely a choice. And this morning I believe God may help us to, do the right, to take the, choose the right choice in our lives. Finally, how do we make the right choice? Simple things. How do we make the right choice? Now God wants us to be led and guided by his word. God wants us to be led and guided by his word. I want you to turn with me to Isaiah chapter 30, verse 21. I will be closing very soon. Isaiah 30, and we are going to get into a time of prayer. Isaiah 30, verse 21. Beautiful scripture. Here he says, Your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, This is the way, walk in it. Whenever you turn to the right hand or whenever you turn to the left. Scripture says, you will hear a voice of God behind your ears. And God is telling you, you turn to the right means you take this option or the other option. You choose this path or the other path God is going to tell you. You know, some of us have been waiting to hear from the Lord in many different things. But this morning, I just want you to, want to tell a fact. God has already spoken. It is already written in His Word concerning your life. You know, you, uh, you know, I don't really discourage people listening to prophets, but I do discourage people listening to prophets because you don't know to whom you are listening to. You don't know who the prophet is. You don't know his life behind the scene, behind the screen. You don't know really. God can use anybody. They may continue to prophesy once they receive the anointing of the Holy Spirit and they receive the gift of the prophecy and God's gifts are not revocable. God is not going to take the gift away. Even when they are still continue to live in their sins, they are gifted. They are gifted. They are gifted. Only one thing you and I can believe is the word of God. When God spoke saying that you will hear the voice, 
God did not talk the voice of the humans here, but God spoke the voice which is already heard, we hear in this word of God. We are talking about how do we make the right choice? Simple thing. There are two things that we need to do. You need to read the word of God and we need to meditate the word of God. You know, I'm very sorry for Pentecostals. I'm very sorry for Pentecostals. Nobody in the church, no preacher in the Pentecostal church, they preach about how do we meditate the word of God. I appreciate the Baptists. They teach how to meditate the word of God. Can you turn with me to Psalm 1? It's easy for me to explain. Psalm 1. We're going to read that Psalm 1 from beginning. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, if you can get there, that'll be good. Nor sit in the seat of the scornful. Verse 2 says, But his delight is in the law of the God. His delight is in the word of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. Next verse. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Who is the tree planted by the rivers of water? who delights in the word of God and who meditates the word of God. You know, this morning, I just want you to be, you know, want you to take it seriously. It's not easy. It's not easy. You know, God expects us to meditate the word of God. We Pentecostals do not know how to meditate the word of God. This morning, God is telling you that you need to know how to meditate the word of God. Reading is to know the universal will of God. Once you read the word of God, it gives you knowledge about who our God is. That's the universal will of God. Once you meditate the word of God, you will get the personalized, the custom will of God for your life. You know, that's the difference. When you read the word of God, you know the universal will of God. What God is doing in India. What God is doing in Africa. What God is doing in America. You know, who is coming as a, going to come as a leader of these nations. God has spoken prophetically. You will come to know about it. You know, you can go on and on and research the word of God. It's all about to know what God is doing in the earth. Today among men. But when you meditate the word of God. Scripture says. You will come to know the personalized will of God. What God wants to do in your life. How do we meditate the word of God? You take a scripture portion and read the word of God. And as you read, there is one verse that comes to the surface. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. You just sit at the feet of God. Read that scripture again. Close your eyes. Ask Lord God to speak to you. Lord, who is the tree planted by the side of the river? Imagine a tree that is planted by the side of the river. It doesn't fail in its season. Because it receives, it takes water from the river. It, the, 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 the leaves don't dry away, wither away. Because it is planted near the side of the river. If you, as a child of God, planted by the side of this river, allowing you, feeding you with this word of God, you will not deny God. You will not complain God. You will not you know, walk away from God in difficult moments. Instead, you will be a blessing for others. The tree that is planted by the side of the river accommodates the birds of the air. 
It has been a blessing. And God wants to use such people as a blessing for many. Meditating the word of God is going to speak about what you need to do in your life. Psalm 32, verse 8. In Psalm 32, verse 8, we read, here we see the man of God is telling about how important it is. Psalm 32, verse 8, we see David telling, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will guide you with my eye. You know, God's instruction comes in the form of God's word, which is already in our hands. Now God expects us to read and meditate the word of God so that we will receive the instruction and guidance and we know what to choose in our lives. Let's close by reading Proverbs 2. Let's turn to Proverbs chapter 2 verses 1 through 6. Proverbs chapter 2 verse 1. Word of God is, you know, telling some amazing things here as we read this. Just want you to get this this morning. Proverbs, Solomon writes saying that, My son, if you receive my word, God is telling you, if you receive my words and treasure my commands within you. We need to receive the word by reading the word and we need to treasure that within us. Means we need to keep that safe within us. The only way to keep the word of God within, within us is by meditating the word of God. When you meditate the word of God, it will not leave from our minds. It will stay within our minds. And that's how we can treasure my commands within you so that you incline your ear to wisdom. We get wisdom from the word of God. And apply your heart to understanding. We get understanding from the word of God. Yes, if you cry out for discernment, you get discernment. You know what is good, what is not good. You know what is the right teaching, what is not the right teaching, discernment. And lift up your voice for understanding. If you seek her as silver, if you receive his word and seek that word as silver, scripture says... And search for her as for hidden treasures. Then you will understand the fear of the Lord. And find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth. Come knowledge and understanding. You know when you get all this. The decision making becomes easy. Your choice becomes easy. When you get all this in your life. For a decision that you are trying to make. It's very crystal clear. This is what you want to do. That's the place I want to go. This is the place I want to do the work of God. This is the, you know, the guy. Uh, this is the man or woman. That's going to be uh, my future partner. And this is the job that I want to get. When do we come to know that? When we meditate the word of God. And treasure the word of God. Get wisdom, get understanding, get discernment, get the fear of God and the knowledge of God, all that we see in this scripture. When all these are coming in your life, you know what to do. We don't know anybody else. We don't need to preach or listen to any other preaching because we are grown up. We have been in the Lord, walking with the Lord for how many years now? God expects us to read and meditate the word and receive the knowledge and the wisdom that we need today from the word of God. And this morning we are talking about God's sovereignty, man's free will, and how you and I can choose the right choice for our lives. Let's close our eyes. 
I just want to lead you into a time of prayer this morning. Shall we just, before we leave from this place, shall we just prepare our hearts for a time of prayer? Hallelujah. This morning God has spoken to us. This morning God has shown us very clearly that he has given us a free will to decide what we want to decide. But most of the time we decide by our own understanding, by our own knowledge, by looking at here and there to see what people say about it. And this morning God is telling you, no, there are wrong places that we are where we are trying to get advice. We can get advice and instruction of God only in the word of God. Only when we meditate the word of God. This morning God is speaking to you. That I am sovereign. But I expect you to walk in that path. So that you will be. You will become worthy to hold that blessings of mine. God is asking us. God is telling us this morning. We do not know the direction. God is asking us not to depend on our feelings. God is asking us not to depend on how those lives, those places will be, how those future days will be. God is not asking us to depend on our feelings and our ability to forecast. God is not asking us to listen to what people say about it. Prophets are kept to speak the judgment of God to this generation. But at times, God also uses the word of knowledge and word of wisdom to say something to your life. But that's not the ultimate. The ultimate is the word of God in the, child, in the life of a child of God. God is asking you to return to the word of God. That's where you find That's where you find instruction. That's where you find guidance, wisdom, understanding, and the knowledge of God. This morning, I just want you to commit your ways to God. God is asking us to serve Him. God is asking us to fear Him. God is asking us to follow Him very closely in these last days. It is a choice that God has given to us. Are we using that? Are we doing it appropriately? This morning, can we just give your way to God? Can you tell Lord, I'm just depending on Lord God, my abilities. And this morning, Father, I want your will to be done, O God, in my life. Lord God, reveal that from the word of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Some of our future may be a question. We don't have, we have so many uncertainties concerning our future. But this morning, God is telling you that you need to rest your, your, your life on the word of God and start meditating the word of God. And you will see, you will receive understanding and wisdom, clarity and discernment. That means you know what God holds for you. Hallelujah. The word of God is a mirror. The word of God is a mirror that reflects you. Also helps you to see things which are afar. This morning God is speaking to you. Just want every one of us to respond these words as God spoke to you. Can we just pray to God this morning, Lord? I'm not clear about certain things in my life, oh God. As me and husband, Lord, my husband, 
or me and my wife lord we get into arguments and we get into lord god discussions at times lord lord hours after hours we discuss but eventually we don't result in anything lord this morning god is telling you that discussion is not going to help unless we delight in the word of god because only god's word can bring clarity in that situation hallelujah this morning god is speaking to you i don't need to tell what you are going through but you know what you are going through this morning tell god lord help me help me i realize that lord in those areas it is my free will it is my free will whether to follow or to serve you or not serve you or to turn away from you this morning lord i surrender my life to you lord i submit my free will to you and i will walk i will decide according to the word of god how many of us want to submit our lives this morning to god i just want you to you know just do that this morning in the presence of god and we will see that change we will see things happening in our lives this morning try to build our lives on this solid ground this is a solid ground nothing else not our experience not our past the word of god is our solid ground can we build our life strong upon this rock upon this rock nobody can break this rock because that is strong that is christ jesus shall we just build our lives on this rock hallelujah thank you father father god we thank you for this morning thank you lord for speaking to us oh god at times father god we go away from you because of our own decisions based on our fleshly desires this morning you have spoken to me lord i will do things according to the word of god i submit my life to read and to meditate the word of god so that my life will be like a tree that is planted by the side of the river hallelujah what a blessing your future will be if god can plant you by that side of the living water what a blessing it will be just submit to the word of god you know some of us are new to this teaching but this morning god wants you to obey to the voice of the holy spirit forget if you heard any other teaching this morning god asked you to forget those things what you listen to the other preachers other prophets and what you see in the in the, in the internet this god is asking you to forget those things because that's the reason god brought you to this church to learn this pure word of god to listen and obey to this word of god just give obedience show obedience to god this morning precious father we obey your word we lord acknowledge the authority of your word we acknowledge the power that is your word as we obey father this morning we thank you continue to build our lives we give you glory send us with your peace in jesus name amen hope you are blessed by this teaching please write to pastor balan swaminathan at balan@hipm.org at god bless you